Judges Judges ready? Can you believe it, Kurt? Both our tournaments are done. The temperature is above 50 degrees on a regular basis. And national qualifiers are this weekend. The end of forensic season is in sight. There's a glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. I've already started planning my end of forensics binge watching. I'll finish up House of Cards. And then Orange is the New Black should be available. And then I can dive into the Americans. And maybe it's time to watch Friends now that it's on Netflix. You know, the only thing I know about that show is the theme song. Mm Mm-hmm. So, no one told you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke. You're broke. Your love life's DOA. Mm. Wow. Those lyrics almost eerily describe my life during a forensic season. Yeah. Yeah. At least we've got each other? This week, we'll discuss one of the greatest benefits of participating in and coaching forensics. The friendships that are created with like-minded, intelligent, passionate people. This is... Is Forensics Faces. Happy Wednesday, Melissa. Happy Wednesday, Kurt. How are you doing? I am exhausted. How are you? (laughs) I'm pretty tired. (laughs) Part of it is daylight savings time happened this weekend. If you're thinking about having your forensics tournament the same weekend as daylight savings time, I don't recommend it. No. It was not fun. So I do, I feel like I'm still catching up and it is such a bummer to wake up in the dark again, even though you'd think I'd be used to it after all these Saturdays, but it's such a bummer. Yeah. You still want that sunshine. I want that sunshine in the morning now. But your tournament went really well. Thank you. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was very little of my doing, but it went very well. (laughs) I had so many wonderful people there to help. I had you and Ben and the the Trosses Mm -hmm. and Elliot and John from Sun Prairie and Angie Cicero was in my tab room. And that's, I, I know like people have different philosophies about who to keep in your tab room when you're running a tournament. Like they should be like geographically diverse or like have different levels of experience or maybe it's just like the people from your region. Me, I like putting people in my tab room who I can chill with yep. and who can calm me down if a, a situation goes wrong. Yep. So that's who I put in my tab room. And it was so much fun. I love, I just love hanging out with all of those people. I know. It was like being in on like a little secret. Well, at least for me, <laughs> I don't get to tab very often other than my home tournament and now occasionally your tournament. And I always am just like, this is such a cool sacred space. So for all the other coaches who never get to tab, Come talk to me and I'll tell you all about the secrets and I'll show you the handshake to I, get in. I remember feeling that way. <laughs> I remember when I used to think being in the tab room was like the coolest, most exclusive club you could get in. And now that I've done it, I'm like, it's just the tab room. Um, Your tab room had grape soda. Pretty exclusive. <laughs> it did. I did have the, the soda. But also, shout out to your hospitality coordinators, yes. Ray and Christy. Build your own cupcake bar. Yeah, that was all I could hear about. My students were like, "My judge was bragging about the build your own cupcake bar at the North Tournament. How come we didn't get build cupcakes?" I was like, "Because you're students. You're you're busy. You're busy competing. We need something to recover from having to watch you sometimes." And that was cupcakes. And I was a big fan. All due respect, kids. What you think doesn't matter. What judges think of your tournament matters. So yes, my dear friends, Christy and Ray took over that hospitality, the judge's hospitality, and just ran with it. And I think did such a nice job. And thank you to all the judges who ate nearly 170 cupcakes. We only had 20 left over. And there were literally, literally... 
56 judges at my tournament. <laughs> it was a small tournament, yeah. which means about 56 people <laughs> ate nearly 150 cupcakes. You know what? I I know that I myself had two or three. Okay. See, I, apparently that was the average. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. well be, being as far away from the judges' lounge as we were was probably for the best because otherwise Peter Woods and I would have camped out at that cupcake <laughs> bar and would have not left. Yes. We'd have been those judges who didn't show up to round because we were too busy, like... Throwing rainbow sprinkles all over ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I could see you and Peter Woods in like a video montage in slow motion. Yeah. Just throwing sprinkles at each other. Yeah, exactly. Whipping our hair back and forth. Yeah. And just like going for it. I could see I'm sure Peter could make it really artsy. He could like make, he could like compose the soundtrack for it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So, one other special shout out. Yes. To my honey. (laughs) To to my John, who brought me a cupcake. He actually brought me lunch because I was like, you were very, very too, busy. Too busy to go get it myself. So he yes. brought me lunch. And that's the second week in a row he brought me something yeah. at a tournament. Because... I was gonna, yeah, he's not even my honey. And last weekend for our, for the weekend before for our tournament, he brought me a dirty chai latte at the exact moment that I needed it. Just mm-hmm. walked in in all of his handsome glory <laughs> and handed us coffee and smoothies. And I was like, yep. yes. As the kids would say, in that moment, John was bae. John was Bay. He was yes. using that hip lingo. Yes, relating that hip lingo to the we youth. talked about. Yes. <laughs> We're so youth relatable. Oh my gosh, we're so, so hip. But yeah, but I mean, to talk about the tab room is to basically, and again, this is just my philosophy. And however you want to do it, when you're running a tournament, I say more power to you because it is your day, and you need whatever kind of support you think is the most important. But for me, it really is important to pack that room with people who I would consider my friends. Yes. Um, And these are relationships that have formed over the last few years of competing against these people, um, but really then also having the time to sit down and talk with them. Many of them have been on the executive board with me, Mm -hmm. um, which gives me more time to get to know them and to learn from them. So, um, you know, helpful hint, if you want to get to know other coaches in the organization better, be on the executive board. There you go. There you go. Spring meeting coming Um, up. Yeah, spring meeting coming up. We need nominations. (laughs) Um, But I really, really think that those friendships are one of the main things that sustain us throughout the year. Yeah. Um, And I believe we owe this to Peter Woods. We actually have a portmanteau for these (laughs) now. Friendships. Friendships. F O R E N ships. And it's beautiful. (laughs) It is a ship that we will happily sail. Yes. uh, Because uh, Sheboygan North, Sheboygan South, and Ideas Academy share a bus together, we often have our little coach powwow in the front of the bus and. One day, Peter and I decided that we wanted to like figure out a way to like refer to our coach relationships because it's bigger than a friendship. And he said the words friendship and all, all bets are off. It's so perfect. It just works. And yeah. it's just different enough that you can, when you say it, people understand it. But it is definitely one of the more... Uh, like energizing things when you're a coach is sometimes when you're getting to that point in the season where it's just like, I can't do it anymore. And then you remember, oh, wait, I'll get to see my friends from Sun Prairie or I'll get to see my coach friends from Fond du Lac and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Sometimes just seeing those friendly faces on Saturday morning 
are the thing that drag you onto that bus. And I'll be honest, it's the first thing at the end of every year that I miss. Yep, exactly. It's it's that feeling come, you know, mid-April and May where suddenly you're not going to tournaments every week. And you're like, well, I kind of miss seeing those people. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's even if it's so brief and it's just a couple minutes before you run off to judge rounds, it's so nice to have a second to catch up and say, how are you doing and what's going on in your life? And for me, I've been really lucky, and again, this is mostly because of being on the executive board, um, that I've gotten to to translate those friendships into like real life, real world, like hangout time yeah. with some of these folks. Like I love, um, you know, the Trosses, who I have I've told this story before, <gasps> and I don't like. I don't even know if Mike and Deb <laughs> listen to this podcast. They yeah. probably don't, and I am probably inappropriately gushy when oh my it gosh. comes to them. I'm probably, we, we are probably, you can't see, but both of us are like grasping. We're, so, we're blushing we're right blushing. now just we're, even thinking about how we're, ridiculous we are. Because we are such big fans of yes. them. Yes. And that's the thing. And I could I can list so many people who are like this. Oh my gosh, and yes. I, I will attempt to, but here, I'm going to miss names, I'm sure. Like the Trosses, Mary Wacker, Bonnie Knight, Doris Sexton. Um, like so many people who, uh, Ron Steinhorst. Yes. Uh, so many people who I knew who they were when I was competing. Yes. Like they were BFDs yep. when I was competing as a student. And then to grow up into a coach, take on a team, get to be in the same room with them as a peer, and now to be able to call them my friends, yes. I die every I... time. Like I'm getting better about it, oh but there gosh. was a I'm solid so bad two at it. years of any time Deb Tross would come at me with a hug where like afterwards I'd have to like turn my head and squeal a little bit because it yeah. was such a big deal All of my that students someone know of it. her yes. stature like would... thinks that you're cool enough to talk to. Yeah. It's so hard for me to realize. And my, my students make fun of me for it all the time because I am such a Tross fan and <laughs> I remember like getting the lucky chance for Deb to have like judged one of my rounds in high school and then like getting that critique sheet and all of a sudden like that is like the law now like everything that that says is exactly what I have to do <laughs> and when they see me like talking to her and I'll like come back like how was it talking to Deb you're still blushing and I just it's so surreal sometimes when you're just sitting there having a conversation with people who are just as passionate about the activity and who fight just as hard and sometimes even harder than you do mm-hmm. for their kids to do it. And it's just so inspirational and getting to like seeing the sacrifices that some other coaches make in order to make sure that their kids on their team who get to be there and yeah. fighting for them to be able to just even go to a tournament on a weekend right. is incredible. And it's just and then we get just they they're like our friends and, and that's so crazy and it is and like you get, and the the cool thing about those relationships is every time i talk to a Mary Wacker or a Mike Tross or a Ron Steinhorst, I not only feel like I'm making a personal connection, but I also feel like I'm learning something. Yes. Like, oh my God. Even if it's something about their personal life or how they struggle with their administration um, or, you know, something special they've done for a student, because all of those people that I've named, by the way, have about a hundred stories of ways that they have gone so far above and beyond for their kids. Um, it is heartwarming and unbelievably moving to hear the stories that these guys have about kids that they have supported, like literally given like the clothing off of their back yep. for some of these kids when needed. Um, and it's just, it's like, it's such a model of what forensics coaching should be, but also just like how you should act as a 
person. Exactly. And people who are, you you think of teams that are in our state really established and who you think of as just like untouchables. And you mm-hmm. hear about the struggles that they're going through with their administration or with parents or even just when they're having issues with their kids. And you're like, oh my gosh, Deb Tross has problems too. Yes. Like, I'm not alone. <laughs> and so then when, when I can like sit down and you're like, oh my gosh, Deb Weiner Tross and I are just complaining about our students and we're just having like like a gab fest about it. And you're just like, it, it feels good to know that people who are who have been in the activity for so long mm-hmm. still care so much about it. And it's for me, it's totally an aspirational level. Right. Like I always tell the kids, I'm going to be DW. Like, I'm going to be her. I'm going to be, like, still that involved and still that committed. And I I hope to still be as in love with the activity as she is. Yeah, absolutely. And then there are the the people who I've met because of forensics. Yes. Which are really great. You know, John and Elliot from Sun Prairie, Mm -hmm. um, who, like, John and my John, um, this gets confusing. So (laughs) (laughs) my John and I went to New York this summer and we, like, spent a few days hanging out with John and Elliot from Sun Prairie because they were in New York for the summer. Like, and it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, I totally feel like I'm good enough friends with you to be like, hey, I'm bugging you while you're in New York and you're going to show us around. Deal and they were, it. and they obviously felt like we were close enough that they could spend the time doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really a fun experience. But there's also the coaches like Christy Knutson from Fond du Lac, who I've gotten to know over the last couple of years. Yeah. And whose personality I just really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And... Then there's Megan Hummich, who's now the head coach for Plymouth. And Megan and I went to middle and high school together. (laughs) And we were acquaintances. Like, we were friendly, but we weren't friends. And it's one of those cool transitions in my later life to be like, hey, this activity is both something or something that both of us have invested our time in. And, And here we are. 15 years later (laughs) like hanging out and talking and like saying how are you and what's your life like and you know how you doing with this whole forensics thing yeah and so that's like always such a joy to see her and be like wow what a blast from my past but this is still something that like is connecting us in adulthood um and there's so many other examples and i know i'm forgetting so many people like mariah Irvin is one of my favorite Ugh. people and um you know jody vakavich is like such a sweetheart and i always mm-hmm. love getting to see and catch up with her yeah. ernest from bradley tech yeah it's like, like there's so many coaches who katie I, mcclellan yes oh katie mm-hmm. we love you um it's just so great to get to have an environment where there are people who know what you're going through. Yeah. Like you can walk into a room and be like, oh my gosh, the transportation budget for my team this year. And everyone was like, girl, like everyone understands you. And it's yes, so nice to have that. that's every single forensics yes. coach's reaction. Yes, girl. girl. <laughs> I wish. But, and also just getting the opportunity to help build teams up. Like when you're, t- when you're talking about Christy from Fond du Lac, she pretty much was just handed a team that wasn't really put together. And so mm-hmm. we sort of took her under our little wings and, and and were constantly emailing with her and helping her out. And in that time of introducing her to forensics, we just get introduced to her as a person. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, you're so lovely and funny and you're snarky just like me. <laughs> and that's great. And you have cats. Perfect. Yeah. Well, not for you, but for me. Like, <laughs> we're just getting to have those relationships with people who you don't necessarily get to see other than during the forensic season unless you put in the extra effort, which right. a lot of these people are worth it, but it's just so hard. And getting to have someone who totally understands your back. But it's the same way with students. Getting right. to you, They're seeing the same people from the same teams pretty much nearly every weekend and getting to go there and 
with technology now, they can Facebook each other and they're Snapchatting and they're mm-hmm. texting each other. And so having people who are outside of your average high school friend group who understand the perils of having to pick up a new category for national qualifiers and who are helping motivate you through your midseason slump. Getting to have that connection is so important. And one of the best things about forensics, I think, and I will always attest to this, is the fact that kids get to establish real friendships and relationships with kids all over the state because exactly. of the amount of time they spend together. Unlike with other sports where you're competing for just a little bit and you're not necessarily getting to talk to them, they have to hang out in the hallways between rounds and mm-hmm. waiting for power round posters and award ceremony posters and get to know a lot about someone and you get the opportunity to watch them display their talents and nothing is more like bonding than people right. making each other cry in a solo serious round <laughs> so let's okay so let's make the full transition now let's talk about kids, kids. so let's 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 talk about our kids no let's talk about when we were kids okay oh so gosh. we were both in forensics yes so there's really there's two levels of the friendships that you make when you're in forensics yep. the first level is the friendships that you make with the people who are on your own team yes because you see no other faces more than you see those faces at really unattractive times during the day and during your life. Really low points, really high points, really early, (laughs) really late sometimes. There's the overnighters and the travel and the... There's so many things about being on a forensics team with somebody that will just like bond you for life to that person. And then... There's what you were just talking about, which is mm-hmm. the friendships that happen with kids from, um, other, from teams. other teams. So shall we take a walk down memory lane and just yes. recount some of our some oh of gosh. our stories? <laughs> I don't know how many stories I should be telling. I I always <laughs> tell my kids, I'm very open with my kids about my forensics experience. I was not a great competitor. I joined forensics because I was a debater and I was like, I need something to do and it's not debate season. So I joined the forensics team and then eventually fell madly, madly in love with it. But my friendship group was based purely in those kids. Like I didn't have kids. Mm -hmm. I didn't have friends who weren't in forensics and weren't like also in debate. And we, because we spent so much time together and a lot of us were in the same classes, we just saw each other all the time, which meant that. A lot of the things that other people have to deal with, like we never had to catch up with each other or we never had to explain our moods or that sort of thing. It was just, we did it. And we, we, my, one of my like crowning achievements from being a high school forensicator was that I was really good at uh, upsetting my coaches on overnights, but in really like PG, PG ways. Well, that's good. So, uh, and you'll remember this from high school, NFL qualifiers, now NSDA, used to be spread out over multiple days, and not just two days, but like four days, yeah. you would have uh, LD and public forum debate one day, policy debate the next day, uh, and then you'd have Congress, and then you go into regular competition. So we would have, we had like four day trips that we were going on, and we were in Appleton, bunkered up in the La Quinta Inn, La which Quinta happens Inn. to be right by uh, Funset Boulevard. Yep. So uh, we, I, I did a lot of sneaking out to go play laser tag and <laughs> flirt with the boy who was working at the pretzel concession stand and going to Applebee's and flirting with the waiters. Wow. And all of this sounds so Midwest. Yeah, so Midwest. <laughs> and one of my favorite memories, the very first day that we were at NFL qualifiers, it was the debate day. So a lot of us didn't have competition and we were supposed to be practicing, but of course we weren't really. And it was 
late March. And a bunch of the girls who brought their swimsuits, despite not having there being a pool, decided that we were going to go sunbathing. So we literally just laid in the parking lot, like eight or nine girls in their swimsuits. I was just hanging on my clothes because I was like, it's a parking lot in Appleton next to a highway. Right. And just like laid there and sunbathed. But it was the first time a lot of us had hung out in all the different like age ranges. And it's still one of my like fondest memories, which is literally laying on the in a parking, in a parking lot, lot but just getting to hang out and chat because that's downtime that we weren't getting otherwise right yeah there's i mean there's so many people that i think about when i think about my forensics career that were just like so formative to my high school experience um i don't even know where to start. i mean like kirsten kukler ben griesmeyer kate dielentice Oh, I didn't even name names. Um, like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to name names because some of these folks, like, really, like, my, I wouldn't be who I was if yeah. it hadn't been for, for their friendship. And I think we became friends because of forensics. Mm-hmm. Even though we were also involved in music and we were also involved in drama, mm-hmm. those things don't force you together in the same way. Yep, not at all. That forensics does, you know? And so, um, but, like, the two people I think about the most when I think about being in forensics with them and, like... The, the relationships that we created were uh, two of my cohorts who we both started, or all three of us started our freshman year in forensics together. And that was uh, Roseanne. Now she goes by Rosie DiPaoli, and she now has a married name. <laughs> <laughs> but And uh, Stephanie Yachman, who, um, if you are an avid listener of Forensics Faces, you have heard her interview. I interviewed her. She was my second. She was actually my first ever interview for this podcast. It's kind of like, a, I'll try this out and see if I can do it. Mm -hmm. and she was so lovely um but like stephanie and i always say how we're two halves of the same brain and i never would have met her we would not have been friends if it hadn't been for forensics roseanne and i rosie and i would have been friends because we were both in music and drama Mm -hmm. but stephanie and i that was like our main connection and yeah i could just i could think of a thousand stories yeah and you know if you want to hear some really good ones with stephanie go listen to that that mm-hmm. second podcast. Also, it's um, one of my aspirations for us to just have a day where we just like one up forensics, like forensic story oh, each other for a whole maybe. podcast. Oh, okay, I'm gonna have to start making a list. Yeah, start making a list. But yeah, I there's just so many people, and but for me, a lot of the ones that were formative weren't the people who I was like in grades with. It was people that were older than me, people mm-hmm. uh, like Shelley Zamora and Sarah Pace, who were a grade or two grades older than me, but just embraced me like one of their own my Mm -hmm. very first high school party was a uh halloween party at sarah pace's house and i felt so cool and like so (laughs) adult because she was she was older than me and let me come to her party but she's not someone i would have like hung out with because she was older than me but in forensics because there isn't a varsity or jv team Mm -hmm. everyone of the same age is all together you get to have people like that who will sort of mentor you and teach you the ropes which is really really nice oh yeah okay so talking about mentors like at north it was mara levizo melanie wick wyatt keither sylvia eldred paul thompson like so many god to think about that's kind of weird to think about them (laughs) in that way again because like they're like i the the cool thing is like i see them through facebook now being successful wonderful adults Mm -hmm. but then like to think about the fact that they were they were the ones who grabbed me in high school and said come and do this and and do it well and I'm gonna work with you until you're great and they really set the tone for our forensics uh, relationships and making sure that it was a place where everybody felt safe and welcome and encouraged exactly and it's it's one of those things that because I benefited so much from it 
when I was in high school. As a coach now, I'm very, very big advocate for juniors and seniors practicing with freshmen and sophomores so that they get to establish those relationships yeah. and then they can sort of lead them around with yeah. little ducklings. It's adorable. Yeah. And also, but it's cool to, when you are traveling for forensics and meeting all these other people, having people who get in the same category as you, there are some schools that will discourage students from revealing where they're from or interacting too much with teammates, which that is always a coach's decision. But I mm-hmm. fully believe that students should embrace the opportunity to meet new people. And I love when students come back and like, I have a new friend from Appleton East, or I just met the coolest girl from Wapaka. And yeah. it's like, that's great. Or when it's like, there's a really cute boy on the Sun Prairie team this year. And it's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But just that opportunity is one that's really hard to find in any other activity. Yeah. So getting the opportunity to teach kids to embrace that and have them make friends. And again, they are from different ages. So it can be two freshmen who are trying duo for the first time who all of a sudden have impressed a pair of seniors who have won state before and they're just like you guys are great here are a couple of notes like being really friendly and really cool with each other which i love i love that too and i do encourage that i don't encourage it like in the forensics room no but when you're in like the the judge is supposed to be impartial so maybe don't ask people where they're from Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know in the hallway in the cafeteria yeah like on your way to power rounds hopefully um (laughs) you know like those are all great times to engage with other people and 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 support one another and learn about like learn about one another Uh, one of my favorite memories from high school was being becoming really good friends uh with venus cooper national oratory champion venus cooper of new london um one because i thought new london was so magical because ron steinhorst was the coach and it was like the biggest tournament of the year and i was like "Ooh, new london they're like you know so just getting to know her was really cool but also because she was super talented but so nice um and so we actually brought her to sheboygan for our forensics fundraiser one year it was like a saturday um and it was a saturday evening and stephanie and i were emceeing the whole event and we wanted Venus to come and be a part of it, but she didn't have a car. So we went all the way to New London to pick her up. This is before GPS and before GPS on phones, guys. So we got a <laughs> little bit lost. And we like we ran into the fundraiser at the very last second before like we needed to start. Because we went we just wanted Venus to be there. And she came and she hung out with us for the weekend and 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 that friendship became so important and good for us once again when we we're at nationals mm-hmm. because then we got to hang out with our friend Venus, you know, at nationals. Yeah. Uh, which we've talked about that before when we talked about nationals. One of the coolest parts about that is like suddenly you're the Wisconsin team. Yep. So all those people that you kind of know throughout the year become like your closest friends. Yes. Because you're all in that weird experience together. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things uh, last year at CFL nationals to Wisconsin students broke to DI semifinals. And I remember going to that semifinal mm-hmm. round and like a third of this final round at nationals was just kids from Wisconsin who yep. were going there to support them. Yep. And I'm like literally getting emotional just talking about it because I'm a total nerd. But it was just so, it was just one of those moments where like when they were like getting up to perform, like everyone was cheering so loud for Jamela and Troy. Mm-hmm. And afterwards just like them all hugging each other and congratulating one another yep. and getting to be a part of that experience as a coach, getting to enjoy that 
uh, achievement along with Ernest, along with Deb and Mike, because we've watched how much our students have grown because we right. judge them on the local level. And to see how far they get to go is just, I just love it so much. It's really something special. We're so. just really lucky to get to have it. And one of the things that I, one of my favorite parts about coaching in Sheboygan is just how collaborative all of us are between the three schools that we work for. We Agreed. In order to save money, we, we bus together. We make a lot of our tournament schedule decisions together. Mm-hmm. We fundraise all of our stuff together. And I think that's something that more we small an, schools need to take advantage of. Yeah, we have of. an acronym. Yeah. SAFE. SAFE. You got to say it like that too. Otherwise, Safe. Peter Woods would correct us. Sheboygan Area Forensics Educators. Yes. <laughs> Guys, give your group a name. Yes. And then a logo. Yes. Oh, we need a logo. We do need a logo. Get on it, Kurt. Uh, I'm on it. <laughs> but there are so many schools in the state who feel like they're struggling because their team is small and their school's not giving them a lot of money we really need to reach out to one another and boost one another up and it's Mm -hmm. it can be the first logistics right off the bat can be a little difficult to do but once you get it settled it's a really great way to establish relationships like that and keep the activity going because one of the things that kills teams is just things like financials where if you can avoid that we want to <laughs> and coach burnout. Yes, which, I mean even more than the financial aspect of it. I it's feel just like getting the, burnt em- out. the emotional support is so needed. Plus, like we we share responsibilities. Yeah, like, you know, for our for our for safe. Um, <laughs> like I book a lot of the buses for the year. You mm-hmm. know, so that's something that like you or Ben or Peter doesn't have to worry about. Yeah. But then Ben every year like helps book the rooms at NSDA Nationals, which is something that like I love not having to think <laughs> like, like it's just one thing off the list, but it's so nice to take even one, one thing. thing off the list of to-dos and know that like it's being done by somebody that you trust. Yes, and being able to build that like level of trust where if something were to happen, I would know that you or Peter would have my kids best interested at heart yeah. and cuz you would be able to reach out to them if they were in a time of need. If I'm not able to if one of my students is in trouble or they look distressed and you saw them, I would know, mm-hmm. okay, they would reach out to them, make sure they were okay, contact me, like being able to have that level of trust to sort of spread the responsibility is so nice. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why people get jealous of our cool kids' table when we're all sitting together <laughs> with all of our cool forensics coach friends. Do people get jealous? I I have to like pretend because I just like the okay, idea. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah, if no, everyone just like yeah, people looking are totally at us jealous. and mm-hmm. oh my god, they're so yeah, they're toast they're jealous. looking at us because we're loud. Oh my god, that's why. They're, okay, but no, they're looking at us because they're jealous. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. jealous of how loud my guffaw is when Peter Woods says strange <laughs> things. Also, if you're one of those people who's in the judges lounge and like trying to correct papers and like do things for your job and I'm just like that girl giggling really loudly in the corner like trying to eat a donut, I really apologize. Okay, I'm going to try to do your guffaw so p- people can recognize this if they get... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's like it's like it's so loud. I probably can't it's even do so it justice. It's so forceful. I'm I'm an army brat, it, so my it's, dad it's taught me to punches. project. Ha ha! <laughs> you make me sound like a bird, but thanks. <laughs> but it's just because I'm enjoying the people I'm with so much, and the only time I get to really spend with them yeah. is on Saturdays. So I'm that person who is like flitting around about the judges' lounge, saying hello to the people who I need to say hello to, and catching up on their lives because it's important to me, yeah. and I like to remain a part of them because I like them to remain a part of mine and that's one of easily one of my favorite things about forensics is just getting to establish those relationships that i would have never gotten without the activity 
I totally agree. So if you are one of those people who's sitting there going, but I don't have any friends, oh. if you're, especially if you're a coach who's yes. like, wait, I don't have that support system in place. Like, get in touch with us. Like, find, like, there's so many ways you can do that. You can email listen at forensicsfaces.com, or you can find us on Facebook or on Twitter, or you can go to forensicsfaces.com, although it is currently under construction. Like, find a way to reach out to us. Melissa and I are here. We want to be your friend. We want friends. We love them. And we know how important it is to have them yes. in your corner, especially if you're going through something tough or you're just getting tired or you're just not sure, like, oh, is this really what I want to be doing? Like, reach out. Make a friend. Make sure they are the type of friend who wants to lift you up and support you. Because yes. it is also really easy to find people, and this is in every walk of life, but that includes forensics, who will wallow in the negativity of it. And we know there's a lot of negativity to be found yeah. in, in what we do. It's long hours. It's early mornings. It's little to no pay. It's having to deal with schedules and other activities and budgets and all of that stuff for which there's very little thanks. Um, but you got to find the people who are willing to complain about that for 10 minutes. And then remind you of why it's worth it. Exactly. So, and, and we are here to be those people for you if you don't have somebody. So reach out, find us in the world and, and make sure that you are, are, developing your own friendships so with that i'm kurt and i'm melissa encouraging you to listen think and speak preferably in that order Spaces is produced and recorded in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Our theme music was composed and performed by JJ Hammeister. More info at forensicspaces.com.